Hey, everyone, real big announcement. Don't go anywhere. Do not skip over this. I am going to be doing more podcasts. Yep. Instead of just getting a notification once a week on Sundays, you are now going to get a notification. That's assuming you get notifications for this podcast on your phone three times a week. I am making more podcasts. They are going to be shorter in duration than the regular uploads, but they're going to be oftener. In order for me to keep doing that, I need your help. I need Patreon support. And in order to light a fire under your belly for that, I am offering a free copy of my new book, How to Get Hitched and Stay Hitched, for those who sign up at the $10 a month level. So head on over right now to SuzanneBanker.com slash podcast. Scroll a little bit down. You'll see the orange Become a Patreon subscriber button. You click on that, hit the $10 button, and you will get a free digital copy ASAP of my new book, How to Get Hitched and Stay Hitched. More importantly, you're going to have more Suzanne Venker show coming your way. So I really, really appreciate everybody to take a hot second, pause this program, jump on over to SuzanneVenker.com slash podcast, click on that button, become a subscriber, and then come right back over here and join us. I'll be waiting. And now on with the show. From the magnificent Midwest, it's the Suzanne Venker Show, where men and women are equal in value, but wildly different by nature. Join us here every week when we challenge the culture's hugely flawed narratives about men, women, sex, and love. From coast to coast and from around the world, thank you for joining us. Okay, I want to talk to you all about an article that I came across last week, unfortunately, in the feminist publication Jezebel, J-E-Z-E-B-E-L. If you've never heard of it or read anything from it, I would totally understand that. But if you're interested, this is the article that I found and you can find it too. It's called, Here Are Some Good Reasons to Divorce Your Husband This Fall. So let's begin with the first thought that popped into my head when I read this article. Or actually read the title, just the title. There would never in a million years be an article entitled, here are some good reasons to divorce your wife this fall. So right off the bat, we're on an uneven playing field here because what's coming in through the airwaves or through the internet is always very one-sided, needless to say. Not only would a man never even write such a thing, such a title, even if he thinks it, the standard cultural narrative when a marriage goes south is that it's clearly the man's fault and that the road to liberation is divorce. That's certainly the headline of every Hollywood divorce that you read about, and the takeaway of untold stories in books, on television, and in film. And of course, that was the takeaway of this article in Jezebel. But as a marriage and relationship coach, I can assure you that what's all too often really going on when a modern marriage goes south, and I'm specifying modern marriage here, I'm talking about marriages for people under, say, under 50 years of age, for sure, but especially under 40, is that women are operating with the wrong set of tools, or in many cases, with no tools at all. And to be fair, I have a lot of sympathy for women today. 
Many of them are products of divorce and they've had no role models for marriage whatsoever. But of course, the same is true of men. So in this regard, both men and women are shooting blanks. But women have an additional hurdle in that they've absorbed, often unbeknownst to them, our culture's deep resentment toward men in marriage. And of course, that's a hurdle for men as well, because that has a lot to do with why they're not um, successful these days, is and why they're not, you know, why they've why they're struggling so much because of that narrative. But that's a separate conversation. Narratives like the one in Jezebel abound. The article focused on the quote unquote COVID divorce, which I don't know if you guys have kept up on the stats on that, but um, divorce rates have risen post COVID. And in New York and LA, no surprise there, quote, post lockdown divorces are allegedly creating an avalanche of work for attorneys, end quote. That's from the Jezebel article. And the reason for this, they say over there, is that husbands aren't doing their part. Obviously, that's, that's clearly what it is. The tagline of the article reads, fall's hottest trend is getting rid of the man who thought he was really helping out around the house. Hmm. This whole, and you'll see this in the article as well, and it's not the only article. Um, there is a war on the whole concept of child, not concept, the, there is a war on childcare and housework and how much men and men aren't doing in this domain. But what's really going on with women? Is it really just about childcare and housework? It is undeniably true that women today are unhappier than ever. We learned this 10 years ago when economists Betsy Stevenson and Justin Wolfers found that in the 1970s, American women rated their overall life satisfaction higher than men. But that today, 40 years after feminism promised to liberate women, the reverse is true. Women are miserable. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand why. Women today indeed do carry a dual burden on that feminist and I would agree that women in the past did not. Breadwinning in addition to mothering and trying to do both of those things simultaneously without expecting it all not to come crashing down is the equivalent of getting on a plane that has no wings and expecting it to get you to your destination. It doesn't work. It can't work. It was never designed to work. But rather than direct their frustration toward this reality and come up with plan B for their lives, women blame men or even the institution of marriage by harping on the unfairness of women having to do all the childcare and housework. This has been the running theme in the media post-COVID since so many parents are now working from home. But it just isn't true that men aren't doing their part. Men, as a rule, have bent over backwards to accommodate the new world women have created. They're doing three times as much work on the home front than their own fathers did. That's the thing about men. They're naturals at responding to whatever it is they believe makes women happy, even if it means doing the impossible. Which it clearly is. Women can point all day long to, quote, grotesque gender equality in household work, end quote, which was an actual quote in the New York Times about this supposed 
um, problem with men not doing their part at home. Being the reason women are divorcing their husbands in spades. But that's really just an excuse to bail. Because the truth is, no household can function the way it's designed to when everyone's in overload. The underlying problem, in other words, isn't men or marriage. It's women's expectations of and attitude toward men and marriage. When your mindset shifts, your marriage will too. Here's an alternative to divorce that will turn your relationship around overnight. Number one, align your expectations with reality. Number two, learn manspeak. Ironically, number one was precisely Betsy Stevenson's, Betsy Stevenson's and Justin Wolfer's solution to their own research. They write, quote, as women's expectations move into alignment with their experiences, this decline in happiness may reverse. So that's step one. Accept that your expectations for what you can accomplish are out of whack. Successfully combining work and family requires sacrifice and compromise. The focus is always on men, but women play an equally significant role in that they want to be in charge of childcare and housework despite claiming that they want their man involved. Rarely does a husband do it right or the way that a wife wants it done. Ergo, much of the conflict surrounding housework and childcare revolves around this fact not around the fictional idea that men come home and put their feet up after work. Moreover, some careers simply work better with motherhood than others. Flexibility is key, as is part-time work. And jobs are underrated, in my opinion. It is significantly easier to work at a job than it is to take on a demanding career. Babies and careers just don't mix. They never have. They never will. That's why women have historically waited until their children were older before going back into the workforce. So they did have both work and family in their lives, contrary to popular opinion. They just didn't attempt the impossible by doing everything all at once and then dealing with a fallout of all of that. Step two is to learn manspeak, which means to communicate in a manner that allows a man to do what comes naturally, make you happy. Men are not at all what you've been led to believe. Far from being oppressors, they will be your greatest champion and supporter if you know manspeak, which essentially just translates to respect, something that's sorely missing in modern marriage. If your man is not stepping up to the plate at home, and make sure that's the case first because it often isn't, it is likely because he's not motivated to do so. If you're angry and resentful, if you nag and complain, if you're resistant to sex or not at all affectionate, your man will shut down. This is especially true if he's tried everything he knows how to do and cannot make you happy. Because at the end of the day, your happiness is what motivates him to action. The words a woman speaks to a man, and just as important, the way she speaks them, will either breathe life into her marriage or destroy it. 
the energy a woman exudes is everything. Everything. And let's be real. The energy of any woman who takes on more than a human can handle, which is pretty much every woman these days, does not inspire a man to action. When he is blamed or attacked by his woman, he will respond in a way that is opposite of his true nature. He will not be her champion or her supporter. All of which is to say, before you file for divorce, like that article in Jezebel suggested you do, you should know there's another option. The question is, will you choose it? And that ends this hour of the Suzanne Banker Show. Before you leave us, I'd appreciate it if you'd take one minute to give us a review at Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use. If you've done that already, or if you can't leave a review on your podcast player for some reason, please consider sharing the show with a friend or a family member. Word of mouth is the primary way we get the word out about The Suzanne Banker Show. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week.